0: Welcome to Ryder's BDSM Bedtime Stories. If you're under 18, time to switch the channel unless you have your mommy and daddy's permission. These naughty stories are fictional and are being told with the consent of the author and copyright holder. If these stories get your blood flowing and the kink level rising, please feel free to contact your local BDSM community to learn more about it and yourself. And of course, as always, have fun and enjoy. Now on to the Bedtime Stories. My name is Lucius Fidelis and I'm a Legate in the Legions. This is the story of how I came to acquire and own my very own vamp slave. As I was returning from a very long but successful campaign loaded with loot from several sacked cities, I couldn't wait to get home to my family and share some time with my wife and children. Years ago, I had entered into an arranged marriage and she had borne me two children, both daughters. They were the apple of my eye, and I had searched the burning cities for toys to make them smile. All that was behind me now, though, as Rome, my adopted city, was in sight. I decided to stop by the markets and sell the wagon full of stuff I had acquired over the last few years, and surprise them, about lunchtime. The market hadn't started to fill up yet, as it was still fairly early, and I was able to see the wares that were for sale. I quickly concluded my business and had the profit sent on to my home. I decided to wander a bit more around the market and soon found myself among the slave vendors. I had never really been interested in slaves, preferring to have my wife deal with the house, and so she knew this area much better than I did. Perhaps that's why I ended up in the worst part of the market among the slaves destined for the mines, or as fodder for the games. The place was filthy and stank of human waste and death. I hastened to get out of the area as soon as possible. I turned a corner in my haste and almost ran into a vendor who made my skin crawl and my stomach turn. Behind him was a wooden cage covered in fungus and smelling of hopelessness. A sour odor I will never forget. In the cage was what I first thought was a bundle of rags tossed into the corner. That was until it moved. I didn't wait to see what was under that and left the area quickly, with no more purpose than to get away as soon as possible. I finally got my bearings and headed for my home. In spite of the horribleness of the last few moments, I was overjoyed thinking of the tinkling laughter of my daughters and the warm comfort of my wife. Unlike many in the legions, I didn't partake in the rape of the captured or the comfort of camp followers. Needless to say I was looking forward to throwing her down in the bedroom and partaking of her as soon as possible. Something was different as I approached the villa. The neighborhood was quiet and a group of people stood outside my door. I recognized Cook as I got closer and she was shouting at about five men. Dominus is on his way home soon and you'll not enter without his permission. She shook some piece of cooking equipment at them angrily. I smiled. She was a fury one for sure. I had freed her a long time ago, but she chose to stay on. She looked up and saw me and immediately burst into tears. Dominus, Dominus, thank the God you're home. Stepping between her and the men and turning to her, I asked, Who are these men, and why do you feel the need to threaten them with whatever that is? Blushing a bit, she lowered the sharpened piece of metal in her hand and burst into tears. Seeing it was useless to continue to question her, I turned to the men who are you and why are you upsetting my cook they looked mildly shocked but the tallest one replied we thought you were dead and after the plague we came to clean out the house i refused to accept the implication of what he had just said and looked back at cook who was busily wiping her nose on her clothing what do these men mean cook where is my family she looked at me through red eyes Oh, Dominus, the plague. It spread so fast. There wasn't anything we could do about it. First the slaves, then the Domina, and the children. I couldn't stop it. I swear to Mars I tried. My world shifted on its axis, going from light to dark and back again. My ears rang with the silence from the villa. Looking at Cook, the discipline of a soldier returned. Turning to the men and resting a hand lightly on my sword, I hissed. Leave now or join my family. They fled down the alley. I would see them again, but that's another story. The next few weeks or maybe months, I'm not sure, passed in a drunken haze. I don't remember much except wandering around the empty villa calling for my wife and children. They never answered. One day, Cook came to me. You're a goddamn legionnaire. It's time you acted like one. Snapping my head up and looking at her, I hissed. What would you have me do? My family is dead. Seating herself at the table, she took my hand. I hear tell of a witch by the temples who can help with loneliness and even point you towards your destiny for a few coins. I looked into her eyes, something I'd never done before. They swirled with something I didn't recognize, but they were deep and soulful. Fine, I will see this witch, and perhaps she will give me leave to die and be with my family. Calling for someone to prepare my bath, I realized the only people in the house were Cook and I. Shrugging, I decided to go to a public bath. Usually, I didn't frequent them. I found them hotbeds of politics and drama, neither of which I cared for. After I had settled into the water of the bath, I heard people talking about the latest scandal. It seemed the son of a prominent family had been found with his throat cut and not nearly as much blood as there should have been. In those days, vampires were just a part of life, and it was believed he was a victim of one of the creatures. There were whispers of something else, a slave, that always seemed to find her way back to the market. People believed the vampires followed her as anyone who bought her found themselves victims of death. No one suspected her, of course, of being a vampire. After all, it was widely known that such creatures could never be taken alive. Finishing my bath and preparing to head out, I smiled. Everything can be captured and tamed. The populace of Rome are such an ignorant and superstitious bunch. Heading for the temple district, my mind wandered back across the years. The legends I had heard, especially of vampires following the legions, waiting for Dark to claim the wounded. To me they were scavengers, feeding on the weak, wounded and foolish. There were reasons people didn't go out after Dark in Rome and there were much more vicious and deadly things than vampires that lurked there. Once I arrived at the temple district, it wasn't hard to find the witch's tent. People walked wide around it, fearing she would curse them if she saw them. Shrugging to myself, I headed straight for it. I was already cursed. What more could she do to me? The tent was hot and stuffy. No air moved, and there was only a single candle burning. Once my eyes had adjusted, I saw the witch. She was ancient. I had never seen anyone as old and withered. Her eyes were dull and sightless. Nonetheless, they found me, and I felt like she was seeing me, seeing beyond the skin into what truly made me me. Motioning to a chair, she spoke in a cracked voice, "Sit, Lucius, your destiny awaits. Settling into the decrepit chair that creaked under my weight, I wondered a couple of things. How did she know my name? And how did she breathe in this place? Placing my hands on the tables, she reached up and put hers over them. A mist seemed to rise behind her. But perhaps that was just smoke from the candle. A voice came through. To this day, I can't say if it came from her or the mist. Your destiny waits. It is caged in filth. You must purchase and tame her. She is fated to be yours for all time. Looking at the witch, I spoke, I'm to purchase a slave? That's my destiny? The voice spoke again. No, my son, you are to purchase and tame a soul. The witch let go of my hands, and the mist seemed to fade. Placing a few coins on the table, knowing it was twice as much as she normally got, I stood up and thanked her. She just looked at me. You have a destiny that spans generations, my child. Go now. She won't last a day without you. Walking out of her tent, I shook my head. Perhaps she'd hypnotized me. It didn't make sense. In any case, the morning had proven I needed to restock the house with slaves, so I headed for the market. The streets of Rome were crowded as I made my way through them, lost in thought. I had to pause on occasion to backhand the occasional street urgent who either begged for a coin or tried to relieve me of mine. I was thinking about a lot of things, but foremost was what the witch had said and what I had heard in the bath. It didn't take long to put two and two together and realize both were talking about the same slave. I had a suspicion it was tied up with the bundle of rags I had seen a few weeks ago. I didn't mind the talk of vampires following her around. Perhaps it was the god's way of granting me my death. Once I reached the market, I made my way to the slave section. Knowing in any case, I had to restock my house with slaves so I wouldn't have to use the public bath again. I headed for the most reputable dealer I knew and soon had purchased a dozen slaves to take care of all the household chores. Addressing them, I told them to report to the cook for their duties and sent them off with an escort to the villa. Now I had to decide if I wanted the rags slave. My mind knew before I did as I looked up and found myself standing at the intersection leading to bad to the bad section of the market. The sour smell was worse than before if that was possible. But I had smelled worse on the battlefield, or at least I told myself that. Reluctantly walking towards the odor, I quickly found the place I had been before. The cage hadn't changed. It was still covered in rot and befouled with a pile of rags in the corner. The dealer approached me. Are you sure you're in the right place, Leggett? This is for the mine and game fodder. Looking at the man made me want to bathe. He looked slimy. It wasn't just his voice. It was the whole package. What is that cage? I asked, spitting on the ground as he looked at it. She is destined for the games if she even makes it that far. She is cursed and can't be tamed. I do love a challenge, and I don't believe in curses. How much? He named a price that was more than I had paid for all the rest put together. I won't go into the bargaining that happened because it was long and boring. Eventually, though... He was pulling the bar back on the cage, and the pile of rags pressed back against the bars as hard as it could. Stepping in, I bent down and picked up the wriggling thing and looked down at her. Quickly taking off my cloak and wrapping her in it, I left the cage. I looked down, and she had either passed out or died. I wasn't sure which until a slight moan escaped her lips. It was an interesting walk back to the villa, as legates don't carry slaves, and I can't even count the number of disproving looks I got as I went. I just shrugged and kept going since these people didn't matter to me at all. Once I arrived at the villa, I put the pile of rags on a bed and bellowed for Cook. Once she appeared, I pointed at the pile. Bring fruit and nothing else. Once she awakens, she may have as much as she wants, but no bread, cheese, or meat for now. And for God's sake, get her stripped and cleaned up. Burn those rags in the cloak because you'll never get that smell out. Then come see me. We may have a new pet to train. A few days passed as I let her rest and regained some strength before I was able to put the plan into effect. I had spent a lot of time with her, telling her about who I was and what she would be expected to do once she had recovered. The only response I got was a string of profanity and the occasional spit. She intrigued me. Her fighting spirit would make her worth owning. I was looking at some new horses I had purchased when one of the new slaves approached me. Cook says it's time. She has headed for the privy on her own. Smiling, I went around the back of the separate building. I had built for the purpose of toilet and waited around the corner from the window. It wasn't long before I heard the squirming and struggling of a body trying to get through the opening I had put in the building to keep air flowing. As soon as I heard her hit the ground, I walked around the corner. Going somewhere, slave? She tried to run, but I was faster and stronger and soon had her pinned to the ground. She fought with teeth and nails and curses. Pulling a cord from my belt I had brought just for such an occasion, I quickly bound her ankles together and threw her over my shoulder. She pounded and kicked as I carried her back to the villa. Laughing at her seemed to only piss her off more, and finally I said, I'm glad you have fight in you. I like to take what I want. Screaming and trying to bite me as she kicked and fought got her nowhere as I was prepared for it all. We soon arrived at a room i had prepared for this occasion tossing her onto the chair i nodded at cook who appeared with a few lengths of rope and set on her to tie her to the chair tight enough so she couldn't move her breasts were still exposed and they heaved in the most erotic way as she panted and cursed i walked to the fire and her eyes followed me the scream when she saw the iron heating there gave me the first erection i'd had in a very long time pulling the red hot iron out of the fire she could see it bore my mark and would signify she was mine for all eternity. As I walked towards her with it, she thrashed as hard as she could, trying to not stay still, so I couldn't use the iron. I casually backhanded her across the face and told her, You can either stay still so I and take a clean one the first time, or you can move, and I'll continue to do it till it is clean. She went dead still, her eyes glaring with rage as I brought the iron down over her right breast. The scream that came from her was almost inhuman as the hot iron burned into her, marking her as mine. The smell of burned flesh was almost overpowering before I pulled the iron away, leaving a clean, sharp mark. Grabbing her hair and pulling her head back, "'You are mine, and anyone who finds you will return you to me. I suggest you learn your place, slave.'" Turning to Cook, who had been watching, bemused, I told her simply, "'Care for the brand, and teach her my expectations. I will see her once the brand is healed.'" I prepared for the night carefully, choosing the disciplined implement, a two-foot-long piece of wrapped leather with a couple forked strips on the end. I bathed and prepared. My cock was hard for the entire time, waiting to take what was mine. After dinner, Cook brought her to me. Standing there, I found myself wanting to ravage her immediately, my need and her raw sexuality almost overwhelming. However, other things must be accomplished first. Walking up to her, I gave her one command. Strip. She looked at me, defiance almost palpable in her eyes. Smacking her across the breast with the quart, I continued, You can strip, or I will cut the fucking clothes off. With a growl, she released the clasp on her robe and stood before me naked. Walking around, I smiled. Very nice indeed. Hands behind your back, legs shoulder-width apart, slave. She didn't move, so I raised the cord again. I brought it down on her breast and asked till they were red and welted. Through tears came to she though tears came to her eyes, she refused to scream out. Her hands did finally move slowly, reluctantly, behind her neck as her feet spread. I began to run my hands over her, her body, feeling the smoothness and not missing the slight gasp and moan that escaped from her lips. When I moved around to her back, I had to move her hair again as it covered her ass. I muttered more to myself than her, "'I will have to cut this hair.'" The wild animal was back as she screamed, "'No, you can't cut my hair!' And she tried to run away. It was easier to grab her by that same hair. She was protecting herself and pull her back. I whispered in her ear, "'You're my property slave. I will do to you as I please. You will never, ever tell me no.'" Still holding her hair, I shoved her to the wall "'and tied her to a couple loops I had attached to it. "'She hissed, "'You you can beat me as much as you like, "'but you can't cut my hair,' I replied very calmly. "'We shall see, slave.' "'I called for Cook, who presently appeared, "'shaking her head at the welted body of the slave. "'She looked at me. "'Go get the sharpest knife you have. "'The slave needs a lesson and less hair.' The slave went wild as Cook disappeared to follow my direction, squirming, kicking, squealing, and cursing. Once Cook reappeared with the knife, I pressed the slave up against the wall. Once again, you have a choice. I'm going to shave your head with this knife. Either you can keep flopping around, end up with a cut skull and bald, or you can hold still and end up merely bald. She sobbed as I cut her hair off, crying and begging me not to cut any more. I ignored her. Once she was bald, I released her from the wall, and she tried to kick me in the balls. I backhanded her again and told her, Never do that, or you'll lose that fucking leg. She didn't try to kick me again, but started to punch, squealing and biting in rage. I glared at her. You want to act like a fucking animal? That's how you'll be treated. Grabbing her by a nipple, I began to pull her towards the door. She tried to resist, but I had her nipple tight and she had no choice but to follow. As we left the villa, I started dragging her towards the stables. When she saw where we were going, her tone immediately changed from rage to pleading. Please, no, I'm not an animal. Don't put me in there with them. I will do whatever you say. Don't make me sleep with farm animals. I ignored her and squeezed tighter on the nipple so she couldn't pull away as we entered the stables. I shoved her into the empty stable, closing and sliding the bolt behind her. Turning to the stable hand, I said, loud enough for her to hear... For the next week, she is a beast, to be treated like one. She is to be groomed when the horses are groomed, fed when and what the horses are fed, and her stable clean when theirs is. If you find her uncooperative, let me know, and she'll spend the next week with it in the dog kennel. I smiled at the mixture of curses and begging that followed. When I entered the house without the slave in tow, Cook looked at me quizzically. I recounted what had happened and headed for my room. Over the next week, I quietly checked on her daily and saw her go from anger to acceptance to anticipation as the end of the week neared. I also saw Cook bringing her regular food late at night. I could have punished Cook for doing this, but I had another thought. The slave was in for a hard time with training and taming. Perhaps it would be best for her to have an ally to talk to. I didn't want to break her. I wanted to tame her and train her, after all. The week went by and I was fairly surprised I hadn't had to put her in the dog kennel. I didn't realize how much she hated being compared to an animal. When it was finished, I sat down with Cook and asked her if she thought the slave needed another week. Cook responded, No, she's yours now. She she knows she has met her dominus. I heard that and smiled. Clean her up. I want her in my room tonight at sundown. I spent the day making preparations for the evening. I made sure the ropes were firmly attached to the wall and the bed. I chose a soft, medium-weight flogger because I so loved the sound of leather on flesh. And that night, I would indulge myself in all ways. When sundown, a very clean, very bald slave appeared at my door. When I pulled her head up to look into mine, I saw the fire was there. Banked, but still there. Exactly what I wanted. I brought her in and said, Hands behind your neck, feet shoulder-width apart. This is known as the inspection position, and when I want to explore your body, you will take it. Understood? She nodded a bit sullenly. I used the quart on her breast. When I ask a question, you will respond, yes, Dominus. She yelped and jerked, but held her position. Yes, Dominus, she sobbed. She took the inspection position, and this time I noticed she was much less tense as I explored every inch and curve of her body. When my hand slipped between her legs and rubbed against her slit, her legs almost involuntarily went wider. I spread her lips with a finger, noting that she was already moist. I pressed against her opening, and she whispered, Dominus, I'm a virgin. Standing, looking at her in disbelief, I questioned, How is that possible? You're a slave. She almost giggled when she responded, My former Dominus all seemed to die before they could force themselves on me. Taking this in, I smiled as the thought crossed my mind that she had accepted me as Dominus, because no attempt had been made on my life. After the inspection, I pointed at the wall, and she slowly started to move toward that way. Putting a hand in the small of her back, I pushed her hard, forcing her to the wall and tying her there. Leaning in close and sliding a hand between her and the cold wall, I began to caress, then pinch her nipple. "'Well, I did,' I whispered in her ear. "'From time to time, I'm going to hurt you. "'Not because you've done anything wrong, "'but because I enjoy hurting people.' "'She moaned and moved into the pinch, "'silently asking for more. "'I obliged, pinching her hard, "'then stepping back and letting go. "'I began to caress her sweet ass "'and then to lightly slap it, "'this sound reverberating around the room "'as each cheek began to turn pink.' I watched with a growing hardness as she moved and waved her ass, seeming to ask for more. Reaching up and untying her, before leading her to the table and bending her over it. Don't move, slave, I whispered, as I pulled out the flogger I had chosen and drug it down her back, letting her feel the weight and texture of each fall. She moaned slightly and wiggled her ass, perhaps subconsciously, perhaps liking the feel. I quickly brought it up and down lightly over her ass, one cheek at a time. I started to do a figure eight, striking each cheek in its turn, rapidly and with growing force, turning her ass from pink to red. I stopped on occasion to reach between her legs and run a fingernail over her clit. Each stroke elicited a moan and a pushback against my hand. Smiling to myself, I sat down the flogger and returned to my hand, smacking her repeatedly with the palm of my hand hard. The fleshy smack saw... Soon brought Cook to peek in the door. Perhaps she thought I was killing the slave. That was until the slave moaned, "Oh, Dominus!" Between her cries, I laid her on the bed, and soon it became apparent what I was about to do. She started to scream, curse, and thrash around. I tied her wrist to the bed above her head and stepped back to disrobe. My cock, hard and sticking straight, was revealed as I looked at her struggling body. When I walked over to the bed, she snapped her legs shut and moaned, No, please don't. I won't let you. I looked down and told her, You can either spread your legs or I'll spread them for you. She spat at me and clamped her legs tighter together. I wiped the spittle from my chest and reached between her thighs, pressing hard on the inner thigh. The pain forced her legs open. I settled between her legs and could feel her trying to close them even then. I heard more vile curses but not many of those during the campaigns I'd been on, and she spewed them in rapid succession. Undeterred, I pulled her ankles up to my shoulders and settled with my cock pressing against her. She couldn't move as well with her legs in the air, and I quickly found her opening. When she felt my cock against her, the curses increased in both speed and vileness. I merely laughed and shoved myself into her. I met and shoved past the slight resistance that proved she had been telling the truth about her being a virgin. I started thrusting rapidly, and the curses turned to a brief scream as I pushed past it. Then they turned to moans and howls of something that could only be pleasure. Her thrashing stopped being about keeping me out, and more about getting me further inside. I sped up my thrust and pounded towards the finish. When I shoved myself into her as hard as I could and began filling her with my seed, She arced her back and screamed to the ceiling as her juices mixed with mine and flooded the bed. That is the story of how I claimed my vamp slave. Perhaps another time I will tell about how I trained her and our life together. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed our story. Tonight, if you have any stories you'd like me to read, please feel free to contact me. And as always, have fun and enjoy yourself. Thank you again for listening to... Riders BDSM bedtime stories. Till next week. It's time for bed. Kinky Dreams.